0: You're listening to Being Autistic. I'm your host, Shelley, and I am a 50-year-old woman sharing my experiences about what it's like to grow up knowing I was different but not knowing why, how I learned I was on the autism spectrum, and what it's like to be autistic. Hello, everyone. In this episode, I'm going to talk about autistic burnout. So what this is, is a state where... The autistic person becomes unable to continue functioning on a normal level, like the level that they used to be able to function at. And I think that this is a very wide spectrum because I have heard of many people that have had this and they all describe it in different varying degrees. So I have heard of autistic people reaching burnout and literally not being able to leave their bed. Like that's all they wanted to do was sleep. They couldn't even get out of bed. They could not feed themselves. It sounds pretty debilitating and I've never experienced that level of autistic burnout or even depression. And that's another thing that I wanted to say was autistic burnout, I think from what it sounds like how other people describe their version of it it sounds a lot like depression mixed in or it could also be i mean somebody that just has depression could also be that way not being able to get out of bed not being able to cook food and they don't want to grill the bathroom they don't want to change into any clothes they can't shower they just sit sleep you know and so it's a I think it's a fuzzy line between what would actually be depression and what would be autistic burnout. Um, And I'm going to talk a little bit about how I have experienced what I think is my version of autistic burnout, which I'm going to be honest, it might not fit under that description, but it's something and I don't, it might be, it might be burnout. I'm considering it that because it, it, the word feels right to me. So I first started feeling some experiences that could be considered burnout when I was in my thirties and maybe forty, you know, late thirties, early forties. And this feeling felt like I always had this feeling when it came to work, it would always be caused by work. And I feel so strongly about work that I've got a separate episode just about work and I believe that work is the, uh, the, it's like the perfect environment for burnout for autistic people because it involves us basically masking. We're going through our day, eight hours a day, if it's full time, five days a week, just um, dealing with stress and helping, I don't want to say helping people, that sounds bad, but you know, dealing with the public sometimes and customer service and bosses and coworkers and environments that are not comfortable to us. So many years of that is going to lead to burnout. And actually I just watched a video today on autistic burnout by one of my favorite YouTubers. I highly recommend him. His name is Orion Kelly. He also goes by that autistic guy, um, I love him. I love his videos. He has a really good way of putting into words how being autistic feels. and so I watched one of his videos today where he talked about autistic burnout and he also said, and this is what I hear from a lot of people, that it's just where you know you reach a point where your um, capabilities don't match the demand of what's going on in your life like, And this this could be looked at over a period of your whole life. So if you look at your teens, you probably have a lot of mental energy to deal with things. When you're in your 20s, probably still, but maybe you'd be having kids, getting married, having major life changes, which could also add to burnout. But what I've heard from a lot more people actually is that the older they get, the more they get burnt out because it's a culmination from the whole lifetime, you know, 20, 30 years of working and stress and sometimes not knowing that you're autistic, which adds to the whole thing. So it's just a culmination of, you know, you you can't really be strong your entire life without breaking, you know, it's like you reach a point where it's just going to (laughs) knock you out You know, you're just done. And this is what happened to me. And I'll get more into the details about that phase of it. But the first phase I noticed was always during work times when I was stressed out at work. The lights were too bright. The noises were too loud. The people were just mean to me. I mean, I sound like a child saying that, but I was treated badly even, you know, five or six years ago (laughs) in my 40s. I was treated badly by bosses, so many bosses and upper management people that were just flat out jerks to me and only me, literally only me. Even though I was a really good employee, I did my job, I didn't cause any problems. I, it's, I'm it's, i just a magnet for that type of behavior and I don't get it, but I mean, it's, it's an autistic thing, I'm sure. But whatever happened, you know, it was always causing my burnout moments it was always forcing me to change my behavior just to deal with it. Like one example is one job forced me to work the morning shift, which I can't do because I have delayed sleep phase disorder. And I told them this, I said, I'm not going to be able to do this. And they forced me anyway. And I went a whole week, barely getting any sleep. And I ended up having to go to the hospital to, because I was dizzy and I couldn't walk in a straight line and my my brain was just, I, it was almost like I was drunk. Like I was just drunk all day. And I felt like crap. My body felt like crap. My mind, I mean, you know what it's like when you don't get enough sleep. It was like I had jet lag, you know, just constant. I couldn't get rid of it because I couldn't sleep. So they, like they forced me to do that and... One of the bosses was yelling at me because I was like a few minutes late from my break. And, you know, I was, I don't think I was late from what I remember. I think I might've went on break late. So I continued with my full break time and he didn't know that. So of course, then he just went off on me and I lost it. And I had a meltdown and I was crying and I had to go hide in the back And another boss, a different boss came back there and literally told me not to cry. There's no crying here. And I'm, I just, which, which made me cry even more. And that was one of the moments where I think my burnout started to really come through. And it was exacerbated by the fact that I couldn't sleep. They were forcing me to work during the hours that I normally slept and just the whole thing with both of my bosses coming down on me within five minutes of each other while I was not doing anything wrong. And so a lot of the stuff with that job too was I worked 12 hour days and we only got one actual break. I mean, we, we, we did get another smaller break, but it They didn't want us to be gone very long, but then we actually got one legit break where we literally could do whatever we wanted for an hour. And that was the hour that I was gone and came back and got yelled at. So during my breaks at that job, I found myself being drawn to the thought of escaping and being in nature. And this is where my obsession with nature started. I just became suddenly so overwhelmed with feelings of, I got to get out of this building with fluorescent lights and people yelling at me and I have to be around trees and grass and the sky and water. That's all I could think about. Like On my break, I would go to the break room. Well, it wasn't a break room. It was a computer room, a computer lab. And... I would turn off the lights because I needed darkness and I would sit at the computer and Google like all things that related to escaping or going on a vacation or nature, looking at nature scenes. I started to daydream about just being in the middle of the woods and or a beach and I thought, you know, I got to start going camping or something. Cause that's what I, you know, it's such a great way to connect to nature. And I just, I yearned for it. Like I started looking at campers. I eventually bought one, not during that time, but later. And then, so yeah, that was, a, that was one of the first signs that I needed to get out of my environment was that I just, I had to escape. That's all I could think about was. I mean, how do you really escape when you just can't, you know, you have to go to work. So that job ended up firing me because they were trying to get rid of me and they, they, they practically told me I have to go to Texas to transfer to Texas there. And I, that's a whole separate thing. You know, I'm not going to go off on that because I talked about that in my work episode, but I couldn't do it. So they fired me. And so where was I going with this? (laughs) Yeah, that was just, that was one of the first times in my life when I really felt like something is pushing me to escape the world. And so I eventually bought a camper and started going camping and stuff. And, but I still had to keep working and my mental health got worse. I, that's when I started going to more and more jobs on a more frequent basis. I started job, job hopping really quickly. Some of my jobs I only had for two or three months and I just got increasingly overwhelmed with the feeling of being trapped in work. I couldn't really function very well. I found myself in the bathroom a lot just you know, like I needed, I needed a dark, quiet space. So I would find the stall that had, did not have a light above it. You know how in bathrooms there's like a long strip of lights and there'd be one on the side that wasn't quite as bright. I would always go to the darkest one and I would go in there as much as possible and I would sit in there as long as possible and just, I couldn't stop thinking about escaping into nature (laughs) and every job i had was just worse and worse and worse and i i've i eventually ended up quitting because i started going to therapy at this point when i when i realized that what am i gonna do i something's happening to me that i couldn't control i was increasingly unable to perform my jobs like i was spending so much time in the bathroom and i was spending so much time hiding literally hiding from people and I spent so much time avoiding my responsibilities and a, f- a few times I even got in trouble because I wasn't answering the phone quick enough because answering the phone is one of the least, I don't even know, yeah, so to put it lightly, I just can't deal with it and so um, that added to the whole thing and So yeah, I I quit working at a point where I had a lot of money saved up because I moved to a place where my rent was super, super cheap and I was able to live off of the money that I had saved and I did get a little bit of money from when my dad passed away, which I was saving for a house down payment because I really wanted to buy a house, but I thought, you know what? I can't handle work anymore. I don't care what happens to the house dream. I just gotta quit working. So I quit working and started going to therapy. And it was around that point that my that first therapist convinced me that you know I, I'm just gonna have to work for myself. <laughs> there was no job out there that was good enough for me. Not good enough. It, there was no job out there that was not gonna hurt my mental health. So I worked on my business and that's a whole separate subject I'm not gonna go into that but I started that and so that was four years ago maybe even five now and so it was a different level of stress that I had to deal with you know I yeah I was burnt out on work I wasn't able to work anymore but I I was able to focus on my business because my business was my special interest which one of them, I should say, I have a couple, but it was one of my special interests that I was like, you know what? I started a blog about this topic while I was working, while I had that 12 12 hour a job, a day job actually. But of course I didn't have time to work on it back then because all I was doing was working and sleeping and getting drunk after work because I hated life. And I hated my job. But anyway, while I was having that job, I was working on my first blog and it's been a long process building that business. I started different types of blogs and, but all the same, it was all the whole like push to become my own boss because I couldn't handle work. So I was able to build my business. And then I hit another burnout related to this business. But honestly, Most of the reason why I hit that second burnout was because I had a lot of financial problems. I was running out of money. My business wasn't making as much as I was hoping. And then my car needed like $3,000 worth of repairs that I didn't have to pay for it. So I had to get a second credit card just to pay for the credit card for the car repairs. That's when I hit a deeper depression than I've ever been in in my life because I'm like, okay, I couldn't handle work. So I started a business. I'm burnt out on the business. It's not working. I'm running out of money. I don't have money to fix my car. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what to do. So I, I hit another burnout and I just stopped working on my business. I went to a different therapist because by this time I had gone through a couple other therapists and they weren't really helping. That's another subject. I've got another episode about therapy and how I don't believe that it's helpful for autistic people, which was something I learned the hard way. But anyway, I was, um, I completely lost my train of thought now. (laughs) Oh, my brain. It never lets me finish a thought. It's just like a, a bunch of, um, what are they called? what are those things called? Now I, my brain is completely shutting down at this moment. Shiny, bright, shiny object syndrome. If you've ever heard of that, it's where you, you think of something new or you see something new and you got to run after it. That's how my brain is with my thoughts. And it might be an ADD thing, ADHD. So anyway, yeah, I'm going to try to reverse what I was saying. So I hit the burnout with my business again. And I was at the lowest point of my life and I started going to yet another therapist. And I literally said to her, I think the first thing I said to her was, I don't know how I've gotten through life this far by myself without any help. I don't know how I've gotten through life. I don't know how I made it this far. And I was literally like, my voice was quivering and I was just kind of like shaking and. I was caving into myself. My body was curling up and I was just like, I couldn't even look at her. I just sat there and I'm like, I don't know how I'm functioning. I don't know what to do. I'm fucked. You know, I don't. So that therapist was actually my favorite one. She was great with, like, if I had met anybody who was in the in the condition that I was in, I would have been like, you're draining my energy. I can't deal with this. <laughs> And I felt bad for her for that, but you know, that's why she's a therapist. So she helped me a lot because I mean, yeah, I did say that therapy is not helpful for autistic people, but she was able to turn my mood around. Like she was so chipper, you know, she was so friendly and happy all the time. And I'm going to go back to her anyway. That's another subject, but she helped me work through my life and I mean, not, she didn't help me figure out that I was autistic because it was not her that that noticed it. I noticed it myself when I saw a meme on Facebook. But anyway, I was with her when I, I showed it to her and I said, look at this. Look at my, I took the test. Look at my score results. I must be autistic. You know what? This would explain my entire life. And this would make me feel so much better if I knew I was autistic because It would make sense of all these struggles that I'm having. A normal person does not have 14 jobs in their life and you know, all these other problems. So yeah, she helped me through that. And I did get a little better when my business started to pick up a little bit. So I'm still not really working full time with my business. I'm doing the bare minimum. I'm doing what I can do. I'm doing what my mental capacity will allow, which is still not a lot. I still struggle and I don't think that I am in a burnout exactly, but I do feel like I'm not capable of doing what I used to be able to do. I also have noticed that since all this burnout crap, I'm uh, I'm having problems with other things. Like I don't. Taking a shower is hard sometimes, going anywhere is hard sometimes. Now I just want to be comfortable and safe and I getting wet irritates me so I don't take showers unless I'm going to be around people. So it it's like, uh, there's a lot of signs of burnout that pop up like that that you don't really think of. You know, a lot of people, like I said too, burnout is different for everybody. Whatever area you are the weakest in is probably where you're going to notice it the most. Like, I've never been into showering anyway. My my mom always had to force me, like, convince me to do it. (laughs) Even in high school, I hated showering. So that's something that I just, I've always struggled with. And that's something that now is worse because... I just, it's it sounds like so much effort to get into the shower, or take off my clothes and get cold and get wet. You know, once I'm in there, it's fine. But then when I get out, it's like, oh, I'm cold and I'm wet and I just want to be comfortable and I got to still do other things and it's, it's overwhelming. So things just feel overwhelming when you are in burnout. Um, like I said, also leaving the house now is overwhelming to me. Like, I don't want to leave the house more than twice a week. And I'm fine with even once a week. In fact, I've, I had no problem staying home for two weeks in a row once. Um, I think that was when COVID first started happening and I really didn't want to be around people, obviously. So I just said, this is my chance. This is my chance to stay home. And I got the excuse. So I was fine with that. (laughs) Um, so yeah, it's, it's just a thing that culminates over time, you know, with burnout and it's, it's unfortunate that we can't really predict when it's gonna get overwhelming. We can't really plan for it. We can't really predict at, you know, like, what am I doing in this moment that's leading to burnout? And For me, it was work for somebody else. It might be something else, whatever the things are that wear you down, you know, you you can't really tolerate those things on a long-term basis. And stepping aside from the autism bubble here, this is also a thing that neurotypical people have happened to them. This burnout is anybody can have this. And you know, I hear a lot like my, one of my um, special interests is holistic wellness and living a healthy lifestyle. And I am always hearing from the experts saying stress is fine when it's necessary on an evolutionary level. Like our bodies were designed to handle stress on an acute level where it's like Something's chasing me, I gotta run, I gotta go, and then you get out of danger's way and you're fine and everything's good. But in the modern world, it's not that easy. Things stress us out. There's more things that stress us out. In the, you know, number one, (laughs) the world is just a stressful place. Many neurotypical people hit burnout just because of the world. And that should tell you how bad it is for autistic people because we have more sensitivities to the things that are in the world. So it's just, you know, and all these experts say things like chronic stress is the number one cause of illness. It's, it ends up being the core, um, cause of most diseases and illnesses, and it sounds like I'm stretching the truth, but that's really what they say. Like, if you look at the top five, like, uh, physical things that happen to people, heart attacks, um, things like that, it's all from stress, like chronic stress over long periods of time that does things to your body that leads to illnesses. And so that's just, you know, I, I just think of how hard the world is, especially for autistic people, how can we avoid this? How can we avoid stress? How can we avoid burnout? And there really is no easy answer because I had to quit working in order to get through that first phase of that first burnout, but not everybody can quit working. And you know, the second burnout was because of financial stress. On top of me running my own business by myself, I was doing everything alone. I was writing the blog posts alone. I was making videos. I was doing the podcast. I was creating the printables for Etsy. I was creating online courses that I have on Udemy. All of it. My doing all of the social media promotion sending out emails every week to my audience, all myself. And there was a couple of years there where I was working on my business for 10 to 12 hours a day. And like I said, at first it was fine because I was really passionate about it. I still am passionate about the subject. It's just that nobody can handle 12 hours a day of anything, I mean, of, of a job, of. I mean, yeah, it's the subject that I like, but it's still, I'm learning, you know, I'm learning different programs on the computer. I'm just stressed from, you know, how am I gonna make enough money? It's not easy. Being an entrepreneur is not easy, but I gotta say it's still better than working for an employer because at least I can step away from it. Like I did, like I had to, it became so overwhelming and my, my financial problems got worse. So there were moments during that burnout where, and even still recently, I've had so many moments on a daily basis where I will find myself just, I can't do anything, right? At this moment, all I can do is stand here and stare out the window. <laughs> you know, like I couldn't get myself to exercise as much as I used to. I used to exercise every day, And there were times recently where I've been lucky if I exercised for a few minutes a week. Um, So yeah, and then my executive dysfunction just got worse. So like my memory got worse. I couldn't remember things that I was literally thinking a few seconds ago. I had and still have a giant list of to-dos that I have to do for my business and just for my house. Like I'm looking around going, I mean, I say house, but it's a trailer. It's, (laughs) I'm looking around my trailer going, that corner is literally going to take me three hours to organize and clean. And that's including the time, that's not including the time it's gonna take to get myself to actually do it. I mean, procrastination is, a real thing and that's um part of executive dysfunction i like i can't even i just i just look around and i just keep saying i can't i can't i can't do with it (laughs) and this is a level of burnout that it's not as bad as some people but it's worse than (laughs) most people or i should say some i should say some because i don't want to make it sound like i'm suffering more than anybody else is I'm just suffering more than I've ever suffered in my life, in my life, particularly when it comes to stress and just not being able to do things. And I, I mean, I've i heard this from a lot of autistic people that it just gets to be, there's a point where literally all you can do is exist. There is no going above and beyond. You're lucky if you can take a shower and feed yourself. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's, uh, I might still be in burnout more than I thought because I'm realizing now that, you know, I, I still struggle with these things every single day. In fact, like I was just telling my therapist that I, I'm probably going to be moving soon because my trailer is literally crumbling apart around me. My roof is leaking and probably... 10 different places. I'm running out of buckets to catch the leaks. There's mold growing on my ceiling. There's a couple parts of my ceiling that are buckling down. So like, it's probably going to collapse at some point. (laughs) Um, so yeah, I told my therapist and my caseworker about this and they're both like, here's some programs to get on so that you can get rental assistance and get into an apartment. And I'm like, yes. I need that. (laughs) And so now I'm looking at, you know, I'm going to be moving at some point this year, probably whenever I get the voucher and I'm just looking around going, how am I going to do this? How am I go? Every room of my trailer is cluttered with piles of things. Things that I need, things that I use, I'm not a hoarder. It ain't like that. It's like, okay, so I might be going way off topic here, but this is part of autistic burnout. This is what happens when you hit burnout. You can't do your, you just can't do life anymore. I mean, I'm existing, but I'm definitely not doing a good job of taking care of myself. Like I'm looking around and like in the middle of my kitchen floor, cause I don't have room anywhere else for this stuff. I've got buckets where I, you know, I store my buckets cause I'm going to need them. When a, when a drip happens, I need to grab them quickly. I've, I've got a kitchen sink that's clogged and I just cannot get myself to call a plumber. Not only is it calling a plumber, which is another thing I just struggle with calling anybody asking for help, you know, making appointments. This is all stuff that is going to go, it's going to fall to the wayside when you're in burnout. So like I got stuff to suck the water out of my sink instead of, because it's not draining. And so then I got boxes that I moved with and I know I'm going to need them again. So there's, they're piled up in a corner that I'm, it's, it's not stuff that I'm hoarding. It's just stuff that I got no room to put it, but I'm going to need it. And so, yeah, it's just, that's what, that's what your life looks like when you're in burnout. It's literally like that meme where, wait, it's maybe it's not a meme. It's like the world is burning and you're just sitting there in the middle of the fire. Like, you just feel so helpless. And how do you even start to take care of all the fires? You jump around from one fire to another trying to put it out, but it only makes more fires happen. And so at some point you just give up and you just say, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> so that's, that's what burnout feels like. And I, I I realize that other people have it worse than me. Other people can't, like I said, they can't even get out of bed. So I'm not like looking for pity or anything. I'm just, this is how it is for me and i'm curious to anyone who's listening if you've ever hit autistic burnout what it is what is it like for you because it seems to be different for everybody and everybody struggles with different things so of course that's going to make it look different i've heard of uh, other autistic people in fact i follow a podcast a couple different podcasts actually where they will say things like I have to just go upstairs and lay on my bed and I I left my kid alone crying and I, I couldn't even deal with him and I just can't even imagine how horrible that must be to not feel capable of being there for your child and that's one of the reasons why I never had kids because I, I just subconsciously knew that I wouldn't be able to handle it <laughs> i'm not a responsible person at all and so burnout just makes that worse and so i'm curious to hear from you i know if you're listening to this on the podcast you can find my show on youtube as well and that's where people are leaving comments and if you're watching this on youtube thank you so much for all of your comments i wish i could keep up with them all like i said burnout It reaches so far into so many parts of your life. I can't even handle the comments anymore. Like there's so many of them and it just makes me feel overwhelmed to try to find them all. It's hard to find them all. So I'm really sorry if you leave comments and I don't answer, but if you want to talk to other autistic people and leave your opinion, I'm sure you'll be helping others. Just as much as I hope that I am by sharing my experiences so thank you so much for listening and making it this far I know this might be a hard episode to get through because when you're burnt out you know sometimes it's hard to listen to other people talk about it because I mean it might help it might make you feel like you're not alone it might also make you feel a little bit more stressed out because maybe you can relate to a lot of the things that I'm saying and maybe now you're thinking, "Oh god, my life's worse than I thought. It's it's and I can't stop the stress. It's just going to get worse from here." You know, I don't mean to make anybody go down a spiral or anything. <laughs> and after I'm done with this episode, I'm going to go listen to music. <laughs> That's my go-to. I need to shake this energy from all this depressing talk. And I'm going to make myself happy for at least, (laughs) at least temporarily, which is, you know what we got to do? This, this is a tip for you. If you're in burnout, enjoy the things that you love. Go find that thing that never fails to make you happy and do it as much as you possibly can. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next week.